0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to Bob Bernie Live. This is the five o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live on a Wednesday afternoon. Thank you for joining me. My telephone number is 877 Bob Live 877 262 5483. And I just wanna I want to pay tribute to our IT staff here at uh, WRFD, the word. Uh we have just switched over to a completely new operating system, and I mean everything. Uh I mentioned earlier. When uh, when I was running a control board way back in the late 60s and early 70s for several years, nothing was automated. Nothing was computerized. Everything was manual. Every commercial had to be played manually. You had these carts that looked like eight-track cartridges. You put them in this stack of machines and... You had little switches on the desk, and you had to fire them off manually. Everything was manual. Um, Nothing was automated. Nothing was computerized. Now everything is. I'll never forget. Just a quick story. May not be of interest to any of you, but uh, when I first began doing the daily talk show here at WRFD 23 years ago, uh, you know, I'd been pastoring for 25 years. i had had my hand in radio. I was doing a Saturday morning program here on WRFD, uh, a call-in program similar to this. Uh, but I was just doing the microphone. Somebody else was running the control board and all that. Anyway, I had been out of the technicalities of actually running a radio station. Back when I was doing what Jeff is doing now... You had to take meter readings every thirty minutes. Uh, there were a bunch of meters: your uh, uh, your antenna, you know, your your output uh, from your transmitter. All of these readings, and you had to take them every thirty minutes. You had to write them down in a logbook, and there was just all kinds of stuff. And back then, it was illegal to have a radio station on the air without somebody being there physically present. You couldn't do it. Well, anyway, uh, when I first started doing this daily program, a Sunday afternoon, I needed to get something out of my office. And uh, I called the general manager and said... um, Would it be okay if I go into the radio station on the weekend on Sunday? And he says, of course. You got a key? Of course you can go in. I said, okay, thank you. Because I didn't know. And I came up to the radio station on a Sunday afternoon, went to my—well, at that time, I didn't have an office. I had a little narrow shelf in the middle of a hallway. No, I'm serious. I didn't have an office. Uh so, anyway, I, I got what I needed and I walked down to the control room where Jeff is sitting right now. And there was nobody there. And I panicked. And I thought, oh my goodness, who's supposed to be here? This, somebody, somebody's supposed to be here. Somebody, somebody missed their assignment. They didn't show up. And I called the general manager. His name was Dan Craig at that time. And I said, Dan. Dan, there's nobody here. I'm here at the radio station and there's nobody here. There's the, the the place is empty. He goes, Yeah. I said, but but there's nobody here. He said, yeah. Well, what's the problem? I said, the problem is there's nobody here and we're on the air. He said, Yeah. Um uh, that happens all weekend. I said, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's all computerized and it's all you know, kind of automatic. I said, "Oh, okay, uh, <clears throat> all right, sure, yeah." And and I left. Well, anyway, um, we're fully, completely, totally uh, computerized. My program on WRFD is, I believe. Let me think. Let me think. The only live program. That's actually live every day on WRFD. Everything else is pre-recorded and it's all computerized. We got a big satellite dish on the roof that pulls in all of the programs. It comes into the computer, the computer. Well, anyway, I, I believe mine is the only live program. So I'm here live and Jeff is on the other side of the glass and he has to push all the buttons. He has to answer the phones. He has to turn the microphone on and off. Um, And a lot of it's automated, but some of it has to be manual. And then he posts on uh, Facebook and Twitter while he's doing everything else. Well, we just today, about an hour before my program went on the air, we switched over to this whole new operating system. And I mean everything brand new. And Jeff... Had to learn this whole new system. And hey, I used to run boards and think, but, but hey, there's no way I could do that. It's just so complicated. And anyway, uh, my hat is off to all of our IT staff Ryan Moran, who's our operations manager who led the charge, Ann Ray, who's been very involved, Alan Rogers, who is our uh, production director, and uh, Jeff. Our engineer and board operator, they all have had to learn this brand new system and it was thrust on them uh, pretty quickly. And so far, it's running flawlessly. Now, you watch. We're going to go into this computer break and we're going to go off the air. No. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, you're doing a great job. I appreciate you. And uh, all. That have had to uh, learn this brand new system. And for you that are listening, I don't think you can tell at all that we've had a major, major change in software operating system and all of that. And that's the way, well, that's the way it should be. All right. I took much, too much time on that. So I'm just going to get, into this story, and then we're going to have to take a break. I keep telling you that on this transgender thing, the United States of America, our medical community, and the liberal left political community, we are the outliers. We are the strange, strange, weird people who still believe, in spite of of all of the scientific evidence on the other side, that transgenderism is real, that uh, same-sex attraction is genetic, you're born with it and you can't help it, hardly anybody else in the world believes this because it defies settled science. In spite of the fact that almost all of the scientific evidence Proves otherwise, we are still giving children puberty blockers, hormone treatments, cross-sex hormones, surgical reassignment, which is which is bodily mutilation of children because of something that is pure feelings and it's social contagion. It's nothing more than a fad but it's not like pink hair big holes in your ears tattoos this is life changing life altering permanent and I've got a report here and that's what I'm going to get to as soon as we return prominent doctors from around the world are taking a stand in opposition to America. I don't know how much longer our medical and political community are going to be able to hang on to this outdated, outmoded belief about transgenderism. All right, quick break. We'll be back. today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I will continue to contend that it is absolutely unconscionable what we are doing to our children and even adults with this transgenderism that has taken our public schools by storm, our government by storm, our health industry by storm, um, there is overwhelming evidence—I mean, listen, I'm a layman, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, I keep saying that, but I do have a brain— I have a little common sense, I can read, and I try my best to be an LTD. I really try to think. And there is absolutely overwhelming evidence that this transgender movement is nothing but social contagion. That's a fancy word for a fad. I don't care how old you are— you can think back to your high school days and you can immediately tell me what the fads were. Uh, I went to high school in Compton, California. But to be a cool kid, you had to have brand new Levi's. They had to be stiff. If you washed them a couple of times, you couldn't wear them. And they couldn't be JCPenney's or Sears. They had to be Levi's. And they had to be the dark blue and and seriously, they had to be stiff. Kids would starch their Levi's because that was the fad. And then we pegged the uh, cuffs. I can't even explain to you what that is. I can see it in my brain. Uh, but, you know. And then, shirts. You had to, and I haven't seen one of these for years. In order to be one of the cool kids, you had to wear a button-down shirt. But it had three buttons. Today, button-down shirts has one button on each side of the collar. These had one in the back. Any of you old enough to remember that? They had three buttons, two in front on the collar, and then one on the back of your neck. And then I don't remember which it was, but you could tell if someone was going steady or not by whether the back button was buttoned. If it was buttoned, it meant that you were either going steady or you weren't going steady. And it, the opposite was true. And, and that you, you that's what you had to wear. You, you couldn't be a cool kid. Well, I came from a very middle class, lower middle class um, family. And we didn't have a whole lot of money. And um, I wore J.C. Penny jeans. My parents couldn't afford Levi's, and I was an outcast. People made fun of me. I was bullied because of it. I think that helped my character. But my point is, we had fads. Every generation has their own fads. You know the colored hair, the pink hair. You know, and so you know the long hair, the short hair. Fads and fads come and go, and they don't hurt anybody. And today, I don't have to wear brand new starch Levi jeans, and I haven't seen one of those three button button down shirts for years. I don't even know whether you can still buy them or not. But transgenderism is the same thing. It's a feeling and emotion. It is a an attempt to be accepted. How do we know that? Because of the rise of transgenderism. A well-known university, I had this study for you like, I think it was two weeks ago. In a small number of years, they had a over 400% increase in transgender or non-binary students. Um, you don't have to be a trained psychiatrist to understand that's a fad. It's feelings, it's emotions, kids trying desperately to be accepted, to be like others, to find their place, to find their spot. Get this, 21 international doctors have published a letter that was published here in America in the Wall Street Journal. Clinicians, researchers, psychologists, psychiatrists from Finland, the United Kingdom, Sweden, Norway, Belgium, France, Switzerland, South America, and yes, a few from the United States. Prominent officials, experts, in the topic of human sexuality and gender and so forth, have released a letter saying the drugs and treatment used to treat transgenderism, what is commonly called gender affirming care, is dangerous. Quote The risks are significant. The Endocrine Society here in America just released their study saying, well, it's this is life-saving. However, this coalition of international doctors have pushed back saying, the claim is not supported by the best evidence available. As experienced professionals involved in direct care for the rapidly growing number of gender-diverse youth, the evaluation of medical evidence of or both for gender-affirming care is very limited and shallow. Evidence for mental health benefits of hormonal interventions for minors is of low or very low certainty, but risks are significant. The risks include sterility, lifelong dependence upon medication, and the anguish of regret. For this reason, more and more European countries and international professional organizations now recommend psychotherapy rather than hormones and surgery. Yeah. Therapy. Counseling. Not hormones and surgery. 21. Prominent international authorities are saying don't do it and yet the medical psychological community here in America continues to defy settled science